This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, the business station. Thanks for staying tuned. It's 7.36. It's Monday, the 26th of February. And of course, you're listening to The Morning Run with Keith Kam. And I'm Wong Xiaoning. Two days ago, marked the second anniversary of Russia's full-scale invasion of this country. And in an anniversary event in Kiev, Ukraine's President Volodymyr Zelensky vowed in a speech that his country will prevail. Now, this comes as a difficult time. As several days ago, Russian troops managed their first capture of a city in months at a key eastern town named Advika. And while political leaders in the UK and across Europe reaffirmed and pledged their support for Ukraine, the glaring omission could come from the US because a bill promising almost $60 billion in military aid may not pass Congress after opposition from some Republicans in the House of Representatives. The the resilience of Ukrainians has continued to inspire the world. So, So how close are they to victory and freedom? For some insights, we speak to Dennis Mikhaili. He's the charge d'affaires at the Ukrainian embassy in Malaysia. Thanks for joining us this morning. Now, it's been two years since Russia's full-scale invasion of Ukraine. How different is the war now? And what's what's the situation on the ground? Thank you for having me here. It's always a pleasure to talk to the audience of BFM. Uh, Yes, it's already two years since the beginning of full-scale invasion and almost 10 years since the beginning of the war. This started in 2014. Uh, there is no significant advan- uh, advancement on the ground uh, almost for a year now. And uh, as you mentioned, our troops were grown from the small town of Avdiivka, which we were fighting for for nine months. And it took lives of 16,000 of Russian invaders. So it was a wonderful ratio. And now the battle line is more strict, which is easier to defend. Uh, and we also have significant advancement in fighting, uh, not on the ground, but we have destroyed 30% of the Black Sea Navy, having no fleet ourselves. And uh, just in a week before the, this grim anniversary of the second uh, you know, full-scale invasion, we have shot down seven jets and one of reconnaissance aircraft of Russian Federation. So pretty much, I think that the nearest time that we are on defense, uh, we will be destroying Russian troops and their uh, advancement uh, potential. Um, Your your Excellency, I I was just reading about how your president, uh, Vladimir Zelensky, uh, confirmed that there were 31,000 deaths amongst uh, Ukrainian uh, military personnel. Uh, Obviously, that number is probably played down quite a bit. Uh, if we go with something a bit more conservative, it's about 70,000. I was wondering if you could share with us the kind of uh, what what do your countrymen feel uh, in terms of the progress of the, of, the, of the war that's been going on? This is the first time that our uh, losses were revealed. The estimates were made even before and, uh, you know, we have published the losses of the Russian Federation all the time and it's now with more than 400,000 of, and uh, speaking about the mood of the Ukrainian people right now, there was all of just after uh, for, for this anniversary of which was made by the uh, rating bureau. And as of now, of the overwhelming of majority of Ukrainians are confident about they are able to defeat Russia. It's eighty-five percent. Mm. Uh, definitely, uh, the quantity of those who are sad about Ukraine is growing from 29 to 39%, as well as the pride is still for Ukraine and for its deals, it's still high, it's 56%. Uh, 
So we can we can see here that the confidence that we will prevail is still very high, uh, but the fatigue and the sadness about the huge losses and destruction in our country is making Ukrainians not very happy. Let's say so. Okay, let's talk about the war effort itself. Uh, there's been a change in the commander and we understand that there's dwindling ammunition. Uh, so does this change the strategy of Ukraine's war efforts? I wouldn't think so because uh, actually the new commander of, who replaced Mr. Zaluzhny is actually his previous deputy who was uh, the commander on the offensive operations in Kharkiv and in Kherson on the 2022. Uh, and so there is a, a consensus among the military and political leadership that there is a time to go to offensive and to hold the grounds before we can accumulate new potential for offensive operations and liberations of our lands. Uh, so this year, pretty much, we will be concentrating on the building our economy to become less dependent on the foreign aid. And so we are now, uh, together with our European partners, are concentrating more on building the lands uh, infrastructural objects to be sustainable and not to be dependent on the uh, supplies of ammunition from abroad. The the US and EU uh, on Friday they hit hundreds of new sanctions on Russia. Uh, I but I but it doesn't seem to be having any effect on the Russian economy. Do you think these restrictions have kind of like lost their sting? Vice versa, they never had a sting. These sanctions are to suffocate Russian economy to deprive them from the future, to uh, destroy their potential of growth and influence the higher technologies. And it's very effective. But these, uh, these sanctions are not to stop the war. These sanctions to punish uh, Russian Federation is, and to widen the gap between the modern economies and uh, Russian Federation. So they made uh, a suicide, literally, because now their industry is reinventing the technologies they were used 30 years ago because they have no supplies of the modern technologies and modern supplies. And, and, yet, is what is and yet Russia is still able to replenish their ammunitions with, um, we are not even sure where the technology is coming from, but from a, a, a lot of uh, investigations and probes into the um, missiles that have landed in your country, they find that they have somehow uh, evaded these sanctions. Uh, what, do you, what do you think? Yes, exactly. Yes, exactly. There, there is the situation, but, uh, you know, of if you have to invade sanctions and to get something from the of you know civilian use objects, it uh, makes your weapons less uh, reliable and less effective and much more uh, difficult to produce. And we already see that. And of the latest success of our air defense forces when we have destroyed the A-50 reconnaissance aircraft made them in shortage of this equipment because they literally cannot produce something of uh, of this scale, something high end. Okay, in terms of they even even have to import some weapons from North Korea, for example. Okay, not the most advanced country. Uh, in terms of aid, right? European nations have been trying to fill the void left by the U.S., where Republicans in Congress have for months blocked any new military assistance to Kiev. Is there a plan B if congressional inaction continues? It's already started, actually, and so we have signed the agreements with six. European countries as of now. I haven't read the latest news. Maybe it's one more edit because during the weekend there are two, two agreements were signed mm. uh, with European countries and there are pledges for financial and military aid from other countries. Uh, the biggest difficulty which is caused by this uh, lack of swiftness with the American aid 
is that American aid is not about the money. It's about the weapons themselves. So European, financially wise, European help is bigger than American. And so then we have these agreements is uh, even more sustainable. And we are building plans together with your European uh, partners in Ukraine, outside Ukraine, joint ventures uh, in different countries. But it will take from six uh, months to a year to boost this production. Do you have uh, enough while, time, uh, those? Is there enough time? Yes, we can, can hold you... the ground, but it will be the higher death toll, definitely. We will pay the blood for this uh, American political campaign. Um, can I can I know as well what steps are being taken for for peace? Would there be no compromise on the return on of Ukrainian territory? Everyone, everyone, journalist is asking this question, but it was never proposed to Ukraine. The goal of uh, Russia is to destroy our statehood and ethnicity, not to. They will leave in Ukraine only those who will recognize that they are not Ukrainians but Russians. The others will be expelled. Mm. So this is wishful thinking. Uh, so as of now, it's the existential conflict and we are fighting literally for our life. Uh, the only viable peace plan which was proposed is the peace plan of President Zelensky proposed the G20 summit in Jakarta. And they hope that anytime soon, maybe March, there will be the peace formula summit in uh, Switzerland. Okay, so in the meantime, no no other, be it the European Union or the Americans, have or try to broker a peace deal between Ukraine and Russia for no. ceasefire? There is, you know, to, 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 talk, to talk peace, there should be two, two parties involved. Mm. Uh, and uh, Russian Federation is not willing. They're still uh, commanding their uh, ultimatums uh, to change the, uh, the government, to uh, give them what they already physically captured, uh, to deprive us from the right of the international decision. So it's the capitulations. We shall think of them as well. For this, uh, to achieve this goal, they have to kill us all. Okay. Uh, that was, uh, thank you for your time. That was uh, Denis Mikhaili, charged affairs at the Ukrainian embassy in Malaysia. Uh, as Ukraine grinds into its third year of war and really the brave Ukrainians who suffer bombardments daily, the pressure on them must be really, really intense. Yeah, because at the end of the day, when you think about it, two countries are going to, well, going to war with each other. The, well, well the, Russian the, invaded the, Ukraine. Exactly. Well. But the but regardless, the casualties would always be on both sides of the divide or people who might not be as invested in the war uh, as much as the leaders who urge them to go into into fighting. Well, let's hope the circle of violence ends quickly and peace will be retained, will be found. Absolutely. Up next, we'll dis- be discussing legal guidelines governing salary deductions. Stay tuned for that BFM 89.9. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.